When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America A treasure trove is an amount of money or coin, gold, silver, plate or bullion found hidden underground or in places such as cellars or attics, where the treasure seems old enough for it to be presumed that the true owner is dead and the heirs undiscoverable. An archaeological find of a treasure trove is known as a hoard. The legal definition of what constitutes a treasure trove, and its treatment under law vary considerably from country to country, and from era to era. The term is also often used metaphorically. Collections of articles published as a book are often titled Treasure Trove, as in A Treasure Trove of Science. This was especially fashionable for titles of children's books in the early and mid-20th century. Terminology Treasure Trove, sometimes rendered treasure trove, literally means treasure that has been found. The English term treasure trove was derived from tresor trove, the Anglo-French equivalent of the Latin legal term thesaurus inventus. In 15th century English the Anglo-French term was translated as treasure found, but from the 16th century it began appearing in its modern form with the French word trove anglicized as trovi, trove or trove. The term wealth deposit has been proposed as a more accurate alternative. The term treasure trove is often used metaphorically to mean a valuable find, and hence a source of treasure, or a reserve or repository of valuable things. Trove is often used alone to refer to the concept, the word having been reanalyzed as a noun via folk etymology from an original Anglo-French adjective trove, cognate to the French past participle trouvé, literally found. Treasure trove is therefore akin to similar Anglo-French or Anglo-French derived legal terms whereby a post-positive adjective in a noun phrase, contrary to standard English syntax, has been reanalyzed as a compound noun phrase, as in court martial, force majeure, and princess royal. Phrases of this form are often used either with the etymologically correct plural form, for example, courts martial deal with serious offenses, or as fully rederived plural forms, such as, ordering court martials. In the case of treasure trove, the typical plural form is almost always treasure troves, with treasure trove found mostly in historical or literary works. History United States Law Many states in the U.S. enacted statutes that received English common law into their legal systems. For example, in 1863 the legislature of Idaho enacted a statute that made the common law of England, the rule of decision in all courts of the state. However, English common law principles of treasure trove were not applied in the U.S. Instead, courts applied rules relating to the finding of lost and ownerless items. The treasure trove rule was first given serious consideration by the Oregon Supreme Court in 1904 in a case involving boys who had discovered thousands of dollars in gold coins hidden in metal cans while cleaning out a hen house. The court wrongly believed that the rule operated in the same way as early rules that awarded possession, and, effectively, legal title as well, to innocent finders of items that had been hidden or concealed and the owners of which were unknown. By awarding the coins to the boys, the court implied that finders were entitled to buried valuables, and that any claims by landowners should be disregarded. In subsequent years the legal position became unclear as a series of English and American cases decided that landowners were entitled to buried valuables. 
the Maine Supreme Judicial Court reconsidered the rule in 1908. The case before it involved three workers who had found coins while digging on their employer's land. The court decided along the lines of the 1904 Oregon case and awarded the coins to the finders. For the next 30 years, the courts of a number of states, including Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Ohio, and Wisconsin, applied this modified treasure trove rule, most recently in 1948. Since that time, however, the rule has fallen out of favor. Modern legal texts regard it as a recognized, if not controlling, rule of decision, but one commentator has called it a minority rule of dubious heritage that was misunderstood and misapplied in a few states between 1904 and 1948. Present-day Legal Definitions United States State Laws The law of treasure trove in the United States varies from state to state, but certain general conclusions may be drawn. To be a treasure trove, an object must be of gold or silver. Paper money is also deemed to be a treasure trove since it previously represented gold or silver. On the same reasoning, it might be imagined that coins and tokens in metals other than gold or silver are also included, but this has yet to be clearly established. The object must have been concealed for long enough so it is unlikely that the true owner will reappear to claim it. The consensus appears to be that the object must be at least a few decades old. A majority of state courts, including those of Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Maine, Maryland, New York, Ohio, Oregon, and Wisconsin, have ruled that the finder of the treasure trove is entitled to it. The theory is that the English monarch's claim to treasure trove was based on a statutory enactment which replaced the finder's original right. When this statute was not reenacted in the United States after its independence, the right to treasure trove reverted to the finder. In Idaho and Tennessee courts have decided that the treasure trove belongs to the owner of the place where it was found, the rationale being to avoid rewarding trespassers. In one Pennsylvania case, a lower court ruled that the common law did not best treasure trove in the finder but in the sovereign, and awarded a fine of $92,800 cash to the state. However, this judgment was reversed by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania on the basis that it had not yet been decided if the law of treasure trove was part of Pennsylvania law. The Supreme Court deliberately refrained from deciding the issue. Fines of money and lost property are dealt with by other states through legislation. These statutes usually require finders to report their fines to the police and transfer to their custody the objects. The police then advertise the fines to try to locate their true owner. If the objects remain unclaimed for a specified period of time, title in them vests in the finders. New Jersey vests buried or hidden property in the landowner, Indiana in the county, Vermont in the town, and Maine in the township, and the finder equally. In Louisiana, French codes have been followed, so half of a found object goes to the finder and the other half to the landowner. The position in Puerto Rico, the laws of which are based on civil law, is similar. Finders who are trespassers generally lose all their rights to fines, unless the trespass is regarded as technical or trivial. Where the finder is an employee, most cases hold that the fine should be awarded to the employer if it has a heightened legal obligation to take care of its customer's property, otherwise it should go to the employee. A fine occurring in a bank is generally awarded to the bank as the owner is likely to have been a bank customer and the bank has a fiduciary duty to try to reunite lost property with their owners. For similar reasons, common carriers are preferred to passengers and hotels to guests, but only where fines occur in guest rooms, not common areas. The view has been taken that such a rule is suitable for recently misplaced objects as it provides the best chance for them to be reunited with their owners. 
However, it effectively delivers title of old artifacts to landowners, since the older an object is, the less likely it is that the original depositor will return to claim it. The rule is therefore of little or no relevance to objects of archaeological value. Due to the potential for a conflict of interest, police officers and other persons working in law enforcement occupations, and armed forces are not entitled to fines in some states. Federal Law U.S. federal laws governing recovery of treasure are governed by the Archaeological Resources Protection Act of 1979, under ARPA, archaeological resources more than 100 years old on public lands belong to the government. The term archaeological resource means any material remains of past human life or activities which are of archaeological interest, as determined by federal regulations. Such regulations include, but are not limited to pottery, basketry, bottles, weapons, weapon projectiles, tools, structures or portions of structures, pit houses, rock paintings, rock carvings, intaglios, graves, human skeletal materials, or any portion or piece of any of the foregoing items. The definition of archaeological resource and archaeological interest has been broadly interpreted under U.S. agency regulations in recent years to include nearly anything of human origin more than 100 years old, while permits to allow recovery of such items have been largely restricted to digs by credentialed archaeologists. The effect of ARPA as currently defined by federal regulations outlaws virtually all treasure hunting of items more than 100 years old, even treasure troves of gold and silver coin or scrip, under penalty of total forfeiture. Furthermore, the federal policy against spoliation and removal of archaeological resources of any type from federal or Indian lands, even coins and scrip less than 100 years old, means it is unlikely that a finder of gold or silver coinage on federal lands will prevail with an argument that the find constitutes a treasure trove of coinage, but rather embedded property that belongs to the property owner, i.e. the government. The broad use of ARPA to target not only archaeological looting but also to prohibit all treasure hunting on federal or Indian lands has been criticized on the grounds that total prohibition and forfeiture simply encourages concealment or misrepresentation of the age of the found coinage or treasure trove, thus hampering archaeological research, as archaeologists cannot study items that when found will never be reported. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America